Comic fans, this is Duncan Fisher. You know, when I was first contacted to be the announcer for a special arena event highlighting the diverse and unique world of urban mechs, I was dead sure that someone was trying to make fun of old Duncan. But then I got a call from my old friends over at the Mechs for Jocks charity that helps put dispossessed mech warriors back in the cockpit. I quickly learned, quite to my surprise, that there is a small, verbal, and sometimes violently loud segment of arena fans who hold dear the little walking trash cans of the battlefield. Working with the specialty company, Urban Mech Outfitters, the Mechs for Jocks crew had managed to assemble a show docket filled with some of the best, some of the worst, and some of the biggest-hearted pilots I had ever heard of. Still sure that this was a farce-filled spectacle that I would never regret missing, I nevertheless decided to do the charitable thing and signed on to be the announcer for their little show. Boy, you can just imagine my surprise when I found out they had managed to book out the Scrapyard, the second largest arena in the Reaches. How in the name of Kerensky did they do that? Imagine it, if you can, the grand lights of the arena, one of the loudest crowds on record, and the scrapyard floor occupied by over two dozen urban mechs. The tiny titans were outfitted with the latest in secondhand parts, cobbled together armor, misfiring jump jets, and weapons that had lost their safety ratings before the War of 3039. Watching those little guys jump jetting around the arena like fleas on a dog made me feel like I was watching the Dodo Bird World Series, but with lasers and autocannons. Hell, it's a good thing there weren't giant fly strips hanging from the ceiling, or things would have gotten really ugly. Now, the matches and the grand melee weren't the most exciting I've ever broadcast, but the crowd's enthusiasm and the pilot's eagerness to be sitting in the cockpit of literally anything that could be considered a battle mech made up for it in spades. That just goes to show you, folks, there's no rhyme or reason for what some people think is a good idea. This has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. The Duncan Fisher Minute is written by David Martin, with additional material by George Ledoux. Produced and performed by George Ledoux and Voices in My Head Productions. Based on characters created by Farad Bodwin and George Ledoux. Any similarity to persons living or dead is ridiculous. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Mechs, Devs, and Beer podcast number 19. My name is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and I am your host. It is April 23rd, 2015, and I am joined today by Matt Newman. What was that? <laughs> that was somebody <laughs> sneezing in the background. <laughs> well, bless you, whoever that was. I am joined today by Matt Newman, Live Ops Manager and Alexander Garden, Lead Customer Support. So, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm excellent. How are you? Very good. I was told, well, you told me first, and then I saw your Twitter feed, you actually do have a beer, which is awesome, because most people come to Mech's Devs and Beer without the beer. What are you, what are you drinking today? Um, well, actually, both Alex and I are drinking Dark Matter. Both of you. All right. So is this a, uh, this is a local beer, I was told, yes? Yeah, it's brewed in Victoria, BC. Right on. Well, I'm, I, I'm sipping a little bourbon here that was sent in uh, from one of our uh, listeners, so thank you to that person who knows who he is. And uh, cheers to you guys. And Alex, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Cheers to you. Excellent. 
Sounds so, like everybody's uh, busy. So it's a dark beer, this dark matter, obviously. And yes. um, the reason I chose it is I said to Alex, I'm like, we're, you're going to be on MacDez and beer. What kind of beer do you like? He says he likes dark beer. So I normally drink really light beer. So when I got this, picked it up. And I actually really like it. What do you think of it, Alex? I think it's pretty good. Pretty good. You didn't tell me that you only usually drink light beer, though. Being adventurous today? Always. Any excuse to uh, have a beer, whether it's trying something new or whatever. Brian Windover was going to line up tequila shots for me. <laughs> well, we will have to have we'll have Brian on, and uh, we'll do that one of these days. We need more serious drinking on the Max Devs and beer. I I totally concur. Not a it's not a kids show. It's not a kids show. All right. Well, welcome back to Max Devs and Beer, uh, Matt. You have been on before. It was a long time ago. Um, very long this, time ago. Very long time ago. And this I is had Alex's a different title. Time. I had a different title back then. Well, yeah, I was just going to get into that. Um, you're currently the live ops manager, but when we had you on before, what was your title? Producer. Producer. So explain to me that transition. How did you go from being producer to live ops manager? And what does that mean? What is your day-to-day these days? Um, it really changed um, when IGP when we reacquired the publishing rights from IGP and we took a, a lot of the um, different responsibilities off their hands and uh, my role shifted significantly from uh, being primarily concerned with features and releases to being concerned with um, marketing and events and that kind of stuff. And food. I hear the, the clinging of dishes behind you. This actually does sound like we're in a bar, doesn't it? You guys have beers, and there's dishes in the background. Yeah, I guess my mic's uh, a lot more sensitive than I thought here. We well, actually work inside of a bar. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the new PGI offices. Okay, so what did you do as producer? Primarily, you'd be concerned with you know acquiring the, the um, design documentation, getting it uh, spec'd out for the engineers and uh, the rest of the team to make everything, uh, putting all those tasks in a task tracker. And that, that role has really been taken over by Maureen, our project manager. Um, and she's been doing a much, well, a way better job than I could at it. She has <laughs> formal, formal training in it. Um, right on. Whereas I was, uh, you know, learning a learn-as-you-go type of person. Learning the so, ropes, yeah. Yes. Um, I had produced boxed products before, so like sure. in, uh, previous games that we made. Um, but when it came to a live product... I had not had previous experience, much like everyone else here. Um, a free-to-play live product that you patch every two weeks is much different than something you work on for three years and put in a box and release. So now, are you more comfortable as a, the live ops manager? Um, yeah, I mean, I, to be, it's a totally different role. And it really was just um, the difference between what, we, what needed to happen once we didn't have a publisher any longer. Um, even Alex... Uh, being in customer service, those roles were taken up by people in at, uh, IGP at the time. All the customer service was done out there. Um, a lot of the marketing was decided out there. I think Russ touched on this on a few of his um, posts about how mm-hmm. um, we're more efficient now, um, that we can actually have all of those resources inside. When we have a production meeting here, um, it involves everybody. It involves community managers. It involves uh, customer support, um, engineers, artists. Um, every facet of the uh, company is there at the table and able to dis- discuss all the current issues, right? Uh, Alex, do you want to give me a little insight into what you're doing and get your opinion on everything being internal? Do you think it's a, 
you know, a better way to go? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think the support services are still in the process of transitioning uh, in-house. So a lot of changes have been made and a lot of changes uh, are going to be made in terms of how support is handled. Uh, and from everything I've seen compared to the original services and the feedback we've received is that the changes have been entirely positive. Uh, so I think going internal is a, is a huge benefit. And like Max, Matt said, with efficiency, I think is probably one of the biggest aspects. When there's a customer issue that comes up, it's direct communication across the board. So resolution is faster, uh, communication is better, and uh, I think that's been pretty, pretty evident uh, since we made the transition. Yeah, I mean, it just feels, to me, um, it feels more personal. Um, even though IGP was a, a part of MechWarrior from the beginning or whatever, it still felt kind of third party. Um, I feel like now it's like you're talking with people that are making the game that have everything invested in the game. You know, it's, I definitely agree. There's, it's, it's a nice improvement, including Tina as part of that team. Um, so it's going to be nice to see that develop and, and, uh, become even more efficient and, and better. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now live ops manager, um, what does that mean now? What is your day to day? You get in the office. What is it that you're doing pretty much on a daily basis? Um, so I don't know if my title completely suits um, what I do, but um, generally we come in on Monday and we have a marketing meeting and we talk about the upcoming events and sales and pre-order programs and promotions and uh, how the previous weekend event went, um, how the previous sale went, and we try and tweak from there. Like uh, it's myself, Russ, uh, Alex, Tina web developers, uh, database engineers, designers, and we talk about, okay, well, what do we want to do next? What can we do next? Just trying to keep the ball rolling. I don't know if, I, I assume people have noticed that we just have like pretty much constantly events. So the turnaround time on, the, on those can be pretty quick. So once we decide we're doing something, uh, generally I we leave the meeting, I take the notes, I start the process of uh, documenting what we're going to do, we may have back and forth on you know what the prizes are going to be, what the goal is going to be, how we're going to use a formula for the event. Um, you know, Alex always chimes in on like what the last event was, perception was of the last event. And I think players, have, I'm hoping players have noticed that we've continually tried to change it and experiment with experiment with new events and new event types and make them as interesting and, and as fun as possible. Battle of Two Kids tomorrow starts tomorrow morning, and uh, that's a really big one, really exciting one. Yeah, we'll get into the Battle of Tukiot in a moment. Um, as far as the events, now, yes, you just said you, you, uh, PGI does a lot of events. There's a lot of MechWarrior Online events. Um, I play a lot of similar games in the you know free-to-play market and so forth. And while there are events, there typically aren't um, you know weekly events, whether that be a week-long event like there has been or the, the usual weekend event. Do you guys feel like you set a difficult precedent in having that many events i mean you're coming you're having to come up with all these ideas you know obviously you try when you can to make it lore based or whatever but how much of a challenge is it to keep coming up with new events um it's not that much of a challenge i think the titles of the um, part i think it's more just making sure that we have variety like when you're doing yeah. it consistently like a lot of the time you really want to make sure that you're doing something different something special and that you're improving all the time well, I think you, the key is, okay, yes, you've said there's variety. You've, you guys have had leaderboard events. You've had 
you know, just solo events that you challenges or whatever solo challenges you've had group events, um, all kinds of different events that you're experimenting with. And every time you have, you know, a bunch of people, this is the best event ever. And then people going, this event means nothing to me because they don't play community warfare or they don't do yeah. the, you know, or why don't you have events during the week? Yes. Which you did. We, that now that that's been done and can be done again. Um, out of all these events and, and so forth, what tends to be the most popular? Um, it's got to be the uh, the grab bag events. So like stocking stuffers, trick or treat, um, lucky charms. Everyone loves those. Yeah, those are, in my opinion, pretty dang unique. And every yeah, of course, everybody loves them. Every single time, you know, everybody's going crazy. There's, it's blowing up on the on the Reddit and forums. What everybody's getting. Uh, those are really fun, and I hope we see. Uh, some more of those this year. So people like free stuff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But I think that, I think it's more than that. I think that they like, um, the surprise they're random. I think it's, yes. yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like sc- scratch and win. It is. It's exactly like that actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that they get, you know, what am I going to get? You get the really cool loop of going into the game, coming back out seeing, Oh, what did I win? Was it MC? Was it a mech bay? Was it a cockpit item? I love dropping with people and uh, when one of them gets one of the big ticket items, you know, and just that, uh, that glee. Um, like we should turn it on permanently. No, yes. no, take that out Every of the podcast. Every day. Take it out, take it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never said that. <laughs> said what? Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> do you think, do you have any ideas when the next grab bag might be? Or are we looking at, uh, is it going to be Halloween? Or you don't know? Oh, geez. Halloween, that's too long. I know. What what could happen? What's what what's a big holiday before then? I don't know. Maybe there's some cool hmm. Canadian holiday that could be a grab bag event. Yeah, exactly. There's got to be a summer thing we can do. Yeah, there's got to be something in the summer. Well, if you want to make Americans Schools happy, there's always Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure you can uh, come up with something. So if if people want to send you messages on Twitter or something like that with suggestions, uh, is that the right? No, don't don't use Twitter. (laughs) Don't use Twitter for me. I'm not uh, not quite as Twitter savvy as Russ, Uh, but I do um, feedback. Maybe uh, yeah. Yeah. NMW Mercs, Tina. I tend to answer all my PMs on the forums. I I know I'm opening a can of worms, but yes, you are. Let me check that now. That's that's as uh, as of today. Let's talk to you again in a month and see if you yeah, exactly. Say the same thing. <laughs> I tend to never answer any of my PMs yes. on the phone. <laughs> All right. Well, if anybody has some ideas, um, I'm sure just in general, I'm just I ideas for read, events and sales. Yeah, and I always go in the forums and read every thread um, relating to any of the sales or posts, so or events. So I read the whole thing and try and uh, chime in when I can to answer any questions people have. So. If you post in there about your ideas for the next event or, you know, I want to see this or I want to see that. Or if we put something on sale, I always go back and check those. And sometimes they correct. They'll find mistakes in the post or they'll be like this. Right. Didn't, you know, and I've I seen really some pretty quickly... good community kind of ideas out there for events and sales. I'm sure they make their way to you one way or the other, whether you're reading it on the forums or Reddit. Alex, are there any events that, uh, let's see, make more work for you in customer support? Yeah, it's always going to be the ones that <clears throat> offer items that uh, people have already acquired uh, a, yeah. day, a day, a two days, a week beforehand. Uh, right. And we, we usually make you know exceptions for those, um, but they can kind of bog down support resources a little bit. So more and more, we try and put some nice 
disclaimer text, just in case. Um, yeah, and then the events. Sometimes with the grab bags, you know, they uh, they may not register all the games, things like that. But right. uh, more often than not, those always do register. It just takes a little bit of time. I love those posts from people um, when you when you're doing a new event or a sale or something like that, and they're like, "I just bought this yesterday, and now it's you know." You can't foresee everything and sometimes get a second one. You, you know, there's there's a good reason to have the same mech twice. Anyway, we the big event, obviously, this is a, a first of its kind, uh, the Battle of Tukid, which starts tomorrow. Today is Thursday the 23rd, starts Friday the 24th. Matt, you want to just kind of tell us what this event is about? The lore base? Not the, side no, 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 of it? not no, the no. lore, just the, the game side of it. What what does this mean for the players? What What's going to be happening over the next uh, days? Um, it's going to be, um, hopefully, everybody dogpiling into Tukid and smashing the shit out of each other. Um, woot woot. <laughs> I think it's just going to be like just, you know, pure metal on metal. A lot of fun is what I'm hoping it's going to be. And there's uh, a lot of cockpit items to be won. Some bragging rights to be won. Yes. Um, some real inner sphere versus clans kind of uh, rivalry stuff. Then as well within the, each each of the factions um, rankings. So what are the top uh, factions in the clans? What are the top factions in the inner sphere? And then even below that in in those factions. So in Clan Wolf, who's the best? What's the best unit in Clan Wolf? What's the best unit in uh, Liao? Um, so a lot of bragging rights. And then um, beyond that, there's going to be a pretty uh, lengthy personal challenge to take part in if you choose to. So lots of prizes, lots of fun, hopefully. All right. Now, this starts at uh, 3 p.m. PST tomorrow. Uh, that's 10 p.m. UTC um, and goes on till the 27th. There's also a sale, right, for this battle, the, the Tukiad sale or something? Yeah, it just went up. The post just went up for that, but I guess by the time they hear it, this will be old news. But um, it is yeah, this will be live a, a a ton of stuff. So MC packages are on sale. You get twenty percent extra MC. Um, hero and champion max are fifty percent off. Faction cockpit items are fifty percent off. MC consumables are thirty percent off. Faction patterns are thirty percent off, and premium time is all th- is thirty percent off as well. So pretty much anything you can buy for MC is discounted and mc itself is discounted as well all right and the sale goes until the 28th decided. Okay. well the okay so the the actual mc package is to be determined okay um but all the rest of the mc item stuff all end on the 28th so the day after the event excellent so lots of sales lots of event uh stuff going on now now back to the event itself. You got the main event, of course, with all the main event awards, and there's a personal challenge. What's the? Can you kind of differentiate between? Well, the two? I mean, personal challenge is something that you just, you know, you it takes you playing the game and uh, achieving a score within matches. Is it opt in? And, no, I, I mean, if you is, play right? community warfare, it's opt. You're opting in. If you're playing right. community warfare on this weekend, you're participating in the battle too, kid. Okay. Um, there's a participant banner, and all it requires is uh, five matches with a minimum match score of 80 so that that would get you a participant banner yep. and that would qualify you for all the other banners so if your unit faction or your side be it clans or inner sphere gets a victory you will get banners from those as well but you do have to get the minimum match score of 80 and five matches to qualify for those so we really want to make sure that people are getting in there and playing you couldn't just like drop drop a right. match and earn a reward 
got to put some effort in. Um, and then from there, it just goes up and up and up and up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can a, see. Like, if, Go ahead. Well, well I was just going to say, uh, Alex really, Alex and I both spent a lot of time kind of tuning the rewards. Um, mm -hmm. We're giving away more mechs again. Um, lots of C-bills, lots of GXP, some MC. Yeah, if you're doing, if you're trying to participate in both the main event and the personal challenge, I mean, there's, I'm just look, looking at all the rewards. There's so much that can be won or, well, or yeah, rewarded. Yeah, and even with the personal challenge, you have to be playing Community Warfare. So if you're right. playing uh, pub matches or uh, public matches all weekend, you won't qualify the personal challenge. Right. This is really about 2Kid and getting as many people, enticing as many people to participate so that uh, it's a all-out crazy brawl. Now, not to you know make less of this event because it's an awesome event, obviously. Um, but as this is community warfare beta, would you call this in any way a community war like a test on community war events? Yeah, definitely. I, I would. I mean, we're always refining, always trying to improve, and you know we'll be listening to the feedback on this one as as much as possible. And yeah, it is community warfare beta. And Russ has mentioned we're going to have a map reset soon. Right. Um, all the all the investigation, like the last. Community warfare uh, event we had, we discovered that you know if one side could stack the queue, basically you could make it impossible for the clans to make um, any progress. progress. Yeah. yeah, so we fixed that issue, and so that'll leading up to this event. I mean, if we hadn't fixed that issue, we know who the victors would be. It'd be whichever side had the most people. But now, because that's not going to happen in this event, we're really going to see can the clans take two kid. Or can the Interfere faction standing in for Comguard uh, defend it? Now, not that the lore... I mean, the lore, I think, for MechWarrior Online is very much flavor and, and not driving the game in any way. But, you know, as the lore heads will know, the Battle of Tuki had basically ended the clan invasion. So maybe it's appropriate that the map is getting reset soon uh, after the Battle of Tuki, regardless of whether the clans take Terra or uh, the Intersphere holds it. So that's, you know, lore-wise, it's pretty cool. I, you know, as, as the clans were approaching Tukid, I know that we got a lot of pings from people constantly saying, you've got to tell PGI to do a Tukid event. So whether or not you guys were planning on doing that already or not, I know you made a lot of people happy with it, with the choice. Yeah, I'm, I was excited about it. There was certainly some um, technical hurdles that had to be overcome. We didn't have sure. it so you could um, attack a planet with multiple factions before and actually the regular um community warfare algorithm that would be lining up different planets for different factions is actually turned off during this event so it's going to be interesting to see how uh how it behaves when it's basically one planet in contention yeah as, mu as much as we can test stuff we we can't test you know can't test live thousands, thousands yeah. of players <laughs> No, I'm I'm very planet. much looking forward to watching it this weekend, uh, watching it via streams, because there'll be a lot of people streaming it. So yeah, it's going to be neat to see how it plays out with each one of these events, whether you're talking something on a huge scale like this, or even just, you know, the 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 small individual um, events over weekends or whatever. It's fun to see, especially with the new ones, how it ends up being. There's, you know, some of them, the challenges have been so hard, people are like, you know, I just spent three days playing 12 hours a day. I'm never doing something. And then the next event, they're doing it again. And then, you know, they're like, I told myself I would never do this again. And here I am doing it. Um, there's some that are definitely way more challenging than others. You know, 
I know what it's, you're talking about. Let's, yeah. let's, just, let's just lay it out on the table here. Go for it. I don't, I don't want to dodge this anymore. <laughs> I get this monkey off my back. No, no it doubt. was me who came up with the idea of the survival one for the, the original <laughs> To the Victors. <laughs> it was me, everybody. It was me. Pointing all the fingers Russ. at Matt. Yeah. yeah. But hey. I was hey, like, I don't know, Matt. Should we do that? And I was like, no, let's do it, Russ. <laughs> They'll love it. Oh, boy. You just threw yourself under the bus. But now... A challenge is good too, though, right? Because then you appreciate the easier events more, or something. I don't know. So my feed, like, I got lots of feedback from that event. I'm um, sure, <laughs> but some people I like felt how you call it, it was, feedback. <laughs> um, <laughs> some people felt it was like some of the most fun they had in exactly a long time, just simply because people's motivations changed. And I Isn't actually weird? find that interesting. It's like yes, what, on the underlying psychological level, it's a study playing, on human psychology. I yes. Interrupting you. That's no, fine. <laughs> You're we're like, both excited up. about the same thing. Yes, we are. But yeah, I think it is fascinating to see how they will react. We can try and predict it. That's but... one of the, you know, okay, so people always talk about obviously the prizes or the rewards in events, but uh, I, I guess, can I say just as often, you hear about people's behavior. And it's people will be saying, I love this event because it changed people's behavior in this way, or I hate this event because it changed people's behavior in this way. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not just about rewards. It's not just about the actions, but it's about people's behavior. And I, just like you, I just totally find that fascinating. Yeah. And it's um, a little, a little bit of an experiment. And so some weekends we have events that um, people are like, Oh, you know, it's going to be crazy in the group queue or, um, you know, you hear both sides of it and you think, okay, this is how they're going to behave. Or if you make the formula like this, it's going to promote kill stealing. Or if you make the formula like that, it's going to promote um, group drops and stuff like that. But I I remember the Urban Mech one was controversial as well. What was the and, controversy there? Well, one, it was behind a... Paywall. Paywall, right? right. And as much as, like, I regret that at the same time those guys in the urban mech thread that kept that thing alive and on the top of the announcements forum for like a year right um i felt like it was okay to have an event for them when we ran an event for everyone else at the same time can everything be for everyone all the time and that's the thing like i got a lot of feedback on that event too that they just loved it and they hope that there's for the next pack the clan wave three they want the same type of thing I understand it's it's you know it's tipping the hat and saying thank you to the people that essentially are paying for the game for everybody else and that's not to belittle anybody and it it is a free-to-play game so if you want to play it for free that's you know totally viable um however the only thing that I ever say to somebody who complains about something like that and, and I did have some people is that like I said everything can't be for everybody all the time and sometimes you know that's just kind of life whether you're talking about games or not um there's some things that just won't apply to you it's not everything's not about everybody all the time and so i hope people can remember that because there will be future events that won't apply to me you the other whatever um but everybody deserves a a chance at something and it's it's i think great to try different ideas and events because then you fine-tune just like you said you every time you get feedback whether it's positive or negative and that makes the next event of the similar type better so it's a growing process. Would you agree? Yeah. And I think too, like, like you said, that people want it. Some people want it for the next mech pack. I think we will do it for the next pack, mech pack. We'll probably tweak it somehow and we'll make it so, you know, everybody can t- participate on some level. Right. The, the urban mech one, it was very much like, Hey, who's the best urban mech pilot? Um, 
Well, what about this? What if it was you make like it... a standalone event in the sense it's like the right. Urban Mech Pack was a special pack with only one mech in it, you know? Could you make it so that there's an event that's going on for the Clan Wave 3? So however you do it, whether it's one specific mech or all four mechs in the pack. But what about for the people that don't get it, if their version of the event is killing those mechs out on the battlefield? Isn't that kind of good uh, revenge? Like they couldn't get the mech pack so they can kill them and get rewards? Yes, that would have been awesome. Thanks for coming up <laughs> with that after the fact. Now, right? <laughs> But yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. I think yes. I would have really wished that I had have done that, that we had have done that, yeah. All right, well, there's ideas. And speaking of ideas, um, we talked about the Battle of Tukiad, and this is a first of its kind as far as an event in MechWarrior Online. Do you have any ideas for future events uh, that you can speak of uh, without having to kill me? Um, it's hard to say. It's pretty fluid. Uh, when we come up with the ideas, wouldn't you say, Alex? Like, yeah, it definitely. Need, it, it's a question of conversations, throwing ideas around. It's not uh, a formula, in other words. You can't just say crank out an event. It just kind of happens uh, at each week as you discuss it. And yeah, I mean, I get that. That uh, well, some of them are each week, and some of them are like you know we see coming two months in the future, right? Sure. Like like you didn't you know, plan Christmas a week ago, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> It took us still that long to be able to announce it and confirm right. that, yeah, we were going to be able to make it work. But um, we had been in the planning stages for about a month, at least. And then something like Christmas, you just know Christmas is coming, right? Sure. So I think it happens run another, again this like, year. Stocking stuff or two? Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, sorry. I should say the holiday season. Yes. <laughs> when the holiday season is upon us, yeah, yeah. we're generally going to... Maximus. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> Going to right. put something together for that. I mean, right. uh, it was it was awesome for um, the uh, Lucky Charms event and the Pot of Gold um, event. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. But uh, one of our designers here is um, Irish, so I was uh, we were having a good time with it. Right? You know, really getting him to be like the point of reference of like, well, so how, you know. Yeah, I think it would be fun to do something like, um, you know, schools out. I think when when that's coming soon, right? Mech Warrior Academy. It could do something to do, <laughs> have something to do with that. Um, so after this weekend, what is there? There's May second is the next. Uh, the next weekend. What yes, happens is in May? May What's 2nd? in May? Uh, my birthday. So there we go. We figured oh, it out. It's Excellent birthday <laughs> event. All the prizes are. For Bombadil. And it's things popping out of cakes, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever anyone gets a minimum match score of 80 or above, Bombadil gets 10, I pop out 10 of a cake. Yeah, you pop out of a cake, yeah. <laughs> no, I would never subject anybody to that. Me covered in frosting. I think all we have up here is, uh, what, Victoria Day in May? That could maybe go off a of Commonwealth, but not so much for everybody else. Yeah. You, but now... You could, have you ever thought of doing um, North American specific holidays? Like, what about all these European holidays? There's a huge, obviously, European player base. Are we missing out on any event opportunities? Yeah, we we support in particular. We get a lot of feedback about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, our player base is definitely hugely international. And I love that. It's not, and it's the thing. It's not always evidence on the forums, right? Because right. you're dealing with with users who may not. Uh, speak English natively, right. um, but really behind the scenes, the, the player numbers are, are 
significant worldwide. So it's something we receive pretty much every time we have an event uh, that might be tied to a specific tradition. We receive feedback uh, from other traditions about other potential event ideas. Um, and that's something that I know Tina has been uh, looking at trying to implement in the future for sure. Right on. Well, we look forward to seeing what uh, rolls out of your office, Matt, and your uh, work group there and future events and sales. Uh, as far We didn't really touch on sales. Um, I will say, you already know this, though. Everybody loves the uh, XP conversion events or sales and, um, you know, leveling up all those mechs. You got, I mean, so many people have over 100 mechs um, and, and leveling all those up can be crazy. So love those, of course. And uh, this sale that's currently going on for the Battle of Tukiyad, I totally advise everybody to get out there, stock up while you can. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, people are going to be supporting their factions and uh, their units, and it's just going to be a really good weekend. So I'm looking forward to seeing all that play out. And um, Alex, I would love to have you back uh, as a, the main guest on a uh, Mech Devs and Beer if you're open to that. Yeah, I would be. Preferably at a time when... Uh... When I'm not working. <laughs> Which is never, but we will figure out a time to make it happen. Some way uh, we'll work it in so that you can focus. I totally appreciate you guys both uh, taking the time out of your day today and being here and uh, and for bringing a drink to the Max Devs and beer. Um, that was the original idea, and you guys are helping uh, keep that tradition going. So appreciate that, Matt. Thanks for getting the dark matter. Always. Thank you both, and uh, hope you have a good day. And are you ready for the event tomorrow? I'm getting there. I'm making icons right now. Are you? Yeah, Alex, I think, is probably looking at the threads and forum posts and stuff like that. Is that Alex, are you going to get yourself ready? Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> All right, guys, much appreciation. Uh, big thank you to the community, our listeners, new and old, and our amazing staff, and to all of our sponsors. Uh, sponsors via our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net, and the sponsors on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash NGNGTV. Hey, thank you, guys. Yes. Darren, I have to interject here. I, I was drinking Absolutely. a beer, but um, my one regret is I'm not drinking it from a beverage reinforcement pack. The beverage reinforcement packs. Are, where, not... where could I acquire one? <laughs> PG, PGI will see some heading your way. We don't even have them uh, in stock yet. They've been ordered. They were ordered uh, two days ago. So they are being shipped to us. And then don't worry, we'll have some in so that when you have future pictures that you put up on uh, Twitter, Matt, they will include a beverage reinforcement uh, container of some I look sort. to that. You know we're doing uh, uh, whiskey glasses as well as flasks. And then so by Christmas time, I want to have the ultimate drinkers package, which includes all four. Doesn't that sound nice. good? Yeah, that's amazing. I don't know why we're promoting alcoholism, but uh, hey, whatever it takes. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, reasonable, reasonable consumption. Yeah. Just uh, yes. don't yeah. drink and drive, but if you want to drink in mech, that's perfectly okay. All right, exactly. I think it enhances your aim. It enhances your aim. That's what I tell myself. Uh, yeah. Everybody else seems to think differently, but <clears throat> makes uh, losing not so painful. Maybe <laughs> I'd like to see the study that uh, that determined. That. Oh, we need to do the study though first, right? I mean, we need to participate. We need to drink a lot and play. Yeah, future events, future event idea, right there. <laughs> Is there a Mech Warrior online drinking game? Has anyone created that yet? Oh well, okay. First of all, Beer Warriors. If you haven't checked them out, uh, they do Wobbly Wednesdays every night. Uh, Phil and I just participated in one a week ago, two weeks ago, gave away some of the beverage reinforcement packs, crazy group of guys uh, and gals and love them, uh, had a lot of fun. So if you're looking for drinking games, that's where you start. Although 
I'm pretty sure every single unit has their own version of a drinking game. Uh, for those of us that have been around the uh, uh, NGNG podcast since the beginning, you know, we've had our own versions of drinking games. So again, I don't know what it is about alcohol and mech warriors, but there's a lot of drinking games out there. In fact, I've even seen people write official rules and post them. Yeah. So you're looking for it. They're out there. Uh, highly suggest Beer Warriors. But anyway, this has been your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mech Warrior podcast. Signing off hey, for tonight. Hey, Darren. Hey, Darren. Yes. Do the outro, do the outro <laughs> one more time. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> you, you knew I was going to get it. Yeah. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechs, Devs, and Beer podcast. Signing off for tonight. This is Darren. This is Alex. This is Matt. <laughs> nice. You've been drinking, haven't you? A little Until... bit of dark matter. <laughs> A little bit of dark matter because you like to ingest it. Until next time, Mech Warriors. I'm always willing to uh, ingest <laughs> some dark matter. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube at No Guts No Galaxy TV, on Twitch at NGNG TV, on Facebook at No Guts No Galaxy Podcast, on Twitter at No Guts No Galaxy, on iTunes at No Guts No Galaxy, or via your favorite podcatcher with the RSS feed at feeds.feedburner.com forward slash NGNG. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me, you can feel it on my skin, but there is more with Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever